All right, my people, what is happening? This is your boy, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Like I said, uh, today or the, the rest of this weekend was going to be, uh, you know, just fact related. We're going to be breaking down. Um, well, let's just get right into it. I'm breaking out tonight uh, the 10 worst Republican and conservative states uh, in America. Of course, I started off uh, last week with a list of the top 10 worst ran Republican and conservative states. Of course, I'm going to have a part two of that, maybe even a part two of the states as well. Uh, again, the reason why I'm doing this is because, of course, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of videos out there, a lot of... Uh, places you can go get information about or i mean there's just there's just always this uh dichotomy of liberal thinking versus uh conservative thinking there's always these types of stereotypes as well one of the stereotypes about liberal cities or democratic run cities of course uh you heard uh you've heard donald trump talk about them cities like baltimore they're hell holes they're full of crime they're full of you know high taxes so on and so forth the purpose of these lists here was was to show you that that does not just exist in a democratic environment uh and really to give you guys to show you guys there's a lot of gray area really when it comes to conservative liberalism uh what is it what does it mean to be a democrat what does it mean to be a republican because again a lot of the tropes or a lot of the stereotypes you see uh being labeled about being left-wing or liberal could be very well applied to um could be very well applied to Republicans. I'm going to give you, I'm, and, and over the course of this list here, I'm going to show you that, for example, there is a state that claims to be conservative, that claims, well, of course it's Republican, but it has some of the worst taxes against the working class in this country, some of the highest tax rates uh, for the working class in this country. So we're going to get to that in the course of this uh, list here. We're also going to break down crime stats, school stats, just to let you guys know that mm, it's not just about the ideologies. It's not just about the political party you're voting for. Maybe it's about the people. Maybe it's really down about how the state is ran. I'm also going to be giving you guys, uh, breaking, breaking down to you guys how the state is run, who's running the place, uh, just so you get a, get an idea. Of course, like I said, these are all going to be Republican states, but I'm going to tell you how it's broken down from the top, uh, from the governor, so on and so forth. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of uh, some background into each of how these states are. Um, maybe a notable law, uh, maybe a stance on a certain issue, just to, guys, just to give you guys a certain idea of, of how conservative they are uh, or, you know, they're Republicans, so where do they stand at? Uh, maybe some, some states are looser in certain areas than others. We're going to get to that here tonight. Again, I'm all about, especially with these lists here, breaking down uh, the stereotypes, breaking down the common knowledge that we think we all know. I'm going to throw some figures out here for you guys, and I'm going to see if you guys are up with it. So let's get on into it with this list. Like I said, this is a list of the worst, 10 worst Republican and uh, conser slash conservative run states in this nation. We're going to start off with number 10. Coming in at uh, number 10, we have Missouri. Missouri has a population of over 6 million people. And of course, this is a Republican-ran government pretty much from top to the bottom. Uh, as of now, they have a Republican uh, governor. They also have two Republican sen uh, senators and six members of the Congress, uh, at least our National Congress or our Federal Congress, uh, that, is, uh, that is a Rep Republican. Now, all state-level positions except for state auditor are also Republican. 
Republican as well. And the last time Missouri has ever voted uh, for a Democratic president was uh, 1992 and 1996, of course, for your boy Bill Clinton. Now, this state uh, has always had a large, well, has always had an alcohol presence. Uh, well, I'm just going to say like this. This state has loose alcohol and tobacco laws. goes all the way back to the 1800s and basically since the uh, inception of the state, maybe even the territory as well, has always been a large German uh population here or a large uh you know people of german that sit in this country uh ever since they've been at least in that area of the nation they've been into brewing uh alcohol beer brewing so on and so forth matter of fact anheuser-busch uh one of the main beer companies out here is uh in well located within that uh missouri within the state of missouri as well so they have some of the loosest alcohol and tobacco laws like i said uh very loose and i don't think it really taxed uh as well and recently they've made some really i would say progressive laws towards medical marijuana uh recently they made it so medical marijuana will not interfere with your state benefits or your welfare benefits so again missouri is is actually uh, making some progressive moves here and this is why this this state ranks here at number 10 this is definitely not the worst of the worst i definitely will anytime i give you guys a list i will kind of give you uh something just to kind of give you a base level of where we're going to try to get to this state here is like i said a little laid back in terms of alcohol tobacco laws and taxes so on and so forth and this state actually is uh, it does rank a lot better than the red uh, actually a hell of a lot better than, uh, than the rest of these states here on this list let's get right into it uh, we're going to break down the economy here in this state uh, Missouri has the 37th best income in the nation with a medium household income of 53,578 bucks and a median income per capita of 29,438 bucks there's there also a 0.6 percent job growth which is a little bit lower than the national average and in terms of healthcare, they are 35th in overall healthcare, and uh, they rank 30th in quality and access. And now uh, currently, 14% of the people live below the poverty line. So not a whole lot to say here. The industries are okay. They have a very low un unemployment rate. I would say around. Four, I think about four percent. Uh, so again, not a lot going on in, in that state in terms of pay. But again, for what it's worth, they get paid a lot better than the rest of the states you'll hear about on this list. And this poverty level, I believe, is gonna yes, is definitely the lowest I believe you're gonna see here on this list as well. The only knock Missouri really gets is in terms of crime. Uh, they have a 28.34 percent. Uh, property crime rate excuse me they also have high numbers of thefts burglaries and of course auto theft and one in 30 you have a one in 31 chance of being a victim of such a, uh, such crimes now there's also 35 uh, crimes per square mile with the national average being 31.1 so there is some uh some a lot of like i said property crime taking place there is some violent crime as well there are 580 violent crimes per 100,000 people and the incarceration rate uh, incarceration state in this state is 532 people for uh per 100,000 and also they have a high youth incarceration rate as well so 140 kids out of every 100,000 are going to end up locked up in the state of Missouri as well so they start them off young there I will tell you that 
But again, this state is not worse than Louisiana. We'll get to that a little bit later. And also, Missouri ranks 41st in terms of overall health care, 35th in access, and also 38th in quality. And they also rank 39th in public health, too. So again, not a whole lot to say here, but uh, Missouri definitely get, gets knocks in terms of crime. And they also get knocks in terms of their overall health care as well. Uh, let's move on to number nine. We're going to move out to Tennessee. We're going to take a trip down to the south uh, again we will not we will be coming back down south as well so especially when we get to the top three uh, but at number nine we have Tennessee uh, they are also over six uh, they have a population of over six million people almost here at seven million they have a population of around 6.8 million in terms of their government and their politics of course they have a Republican governor here by the name of Bill Lee uh, they also have two US senators uh, that are Republican and also in Congress at least in the federal uh, Congress, they have seven Republicans and they are represented by two Democrats. As far as the economy goes in this state, they are the 42nd income. They have a, the 42nd best uh, income ranking in the nation with a medium household income of $51,340 and an income per capita of $25,670. Uh, it was actually $31,472 back in 2004 so the income per capita actually went down in Tennessee that I have not seen There's, there is some cases uh, even in the brokest of brokest states where the income has gone up at least the income per capita and maybe even the mid, uh, medium household income has gone up but again Tennessee is the only case here that I've seen where that income per capita has gone down in uh, a number of years. One thing I will say is though, uh, they do have a large uh, job growth rate at 2.2% and their uh, unemployment rate is relatively low as well. But they do have a property, property rate, of course, uh, excuse me, of 15%, which is significant. Now, in terms of healthcare, Tennessee ranks at 38th in healthcare access uh, and also 31st, uh, sorry, sorry, they rank 38th in healthcare access, 31st in healthcare, uh, healthcare quality, and also 43rd in public health. So they're, uh, so in terms of overall, like I said, of overall healthcare, you can't really afford it in Tennessee and you're not actually going to get it uh, in a lot of different cases as well. Uh, and there are also 5,437 preventable hospital admissions per 100,000 people in the state as well. And this state is uh, definitely dealing with an obesity crisis, not as big as the other states that we're going to get to. But this one here, uh, this state, this state in particular has a 32.8% obesity rate. Uh, let's talk about the schools here in Tennessee. Tennessee ranks 35th in overall education uh, in the pre-K through 12 uh, school school situation is ranked at 38, uh, but they do have a generally high graduation rate of 88.5. Uh, but they do not have a high number of college graduates, though. Uh, but one thing we will, well, one definite knock that we have against here uh, against Tennessee here is their crime rate. Uh, they are currently 43rd in overall crime in the nation, and they average about 652 crimes per 100,000 people. One strange fact that I did about this state which you probably wouldn't get uh being a southern state it does rank ninth in equality in terms of business and business opportunities uh wages as well i'm not too sure how uh but again that's just the way it is that is according to u.s news that's according to their rankings 
Weird, I know. Uh, but let's break down the taxes, the taxes in this state, of course, because one of the main, uh, one of the main claims of the Republican or the conservative ideology is that, oh, you don't pay any taxes. They don't tax the common man. Blah 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 blah. And I'm also gonna give you guys somewhat of a another thesis that I just got when I looked over this these tax, uh, this tax information as well. Now. In Tennessee, they do not tax the income, but they do uh, tax dividends and interest at 3%. The sale tax and use tax is at 7%, and they're usually about 5.25% for food. The local sales taxes can range between 1.5% to 2.5%, and those sales tax that sales uh, tax can climb up to eight and a half all the way to 9.75%. And this will be one of the highest sale tax in all the nation. So Republicans will tax that ass too. Tennessee also has an, uh, has an intangible property tax and that's used mostly for, actually that's used uh, primarily well, exclusively for stock shareholders. Uh, I'm gonna break down another state because there's another state I want to break down as well that has some very interesting tax uh, tax structures as well. So I'll give you guys that uh, thought about how taxes work at least in these Republican states when I get to when I get to that final when I get up to that state. I'm gonna say that for now. Uh, so again, we're we're moving past number nine here, number Tennessee. So for Tennessee, of course, uh, they have a. Uh, about a middle of the road, you could say, education system, uh, pretty much middle of the road public health and healthcare system as well. The economy is on the downside, but it is growing. Uh, but their poverty rate is significant as well. They also have a bad knock in terms of crime, and they do have a really weird tax structure as well, and one of the highest sales tax in the nation. Uh, but let's move on to number eight, and we got Arizona here. Arizona has a population of just over seven million people. Of course, this is a government, a uh, state government. And again, that is ran mostly by Republicans. Of course, their main go well, their governor being Doug Ducey, uh, and their secretary of state, though, uh, for the for the state of Arizona, is actually a Democrat named Katie Dobbs. So there you go. So it's a little bit mixed. And some of these uh, cities and states, uh, we'll be breaking that down to you because again, I want to get to the bottom of. You know, really, when they really who's in charge of, you know, the, the state's uh, economy or the city's economy, when a city is doing bad, uh, like we talked about, uh, you know, all the, all the 10 cities we talked about last week, who's to blame there? Is that the city government or does the state government have some type of play in this? So, again, especially with a state like uh, Arizona. That's a little bit mixed up uh, between both parties, uh, Republicans and Democrats. You're kind of going to say, well, who's to blame here? You know, you got these two sides fighting. They're always uh, putting these ideas out about each other. And really, these all these states, especially the ones I'm mission here, are pretty poorly run. Just being honest with you, especially the higher, I mean, especially the further we go along. Uh, but as far as U.S. senators go, uh, it's kind of balanced here as well. Uh, Arizona has sent one Democrat U.S. Senator, Kirsten Sinema, and also they've sent Republican Martha McSally to represent them in the U.S. Senate. They also have, uh, they also, they're, they're also kind of even here in terms of Congress uh, representatives as well. Uh, 
uh, Arizona has sent five Democrats uh, to Congress as opposed to just four Republicans. So there you do see a lead from the Democrats. Uh, but in terms of uh, registered voters, uh, 34 point, 30, a little bit over 34 percent of registered voters are Republican. Uh, 33 percent are independent and actually 31 percent are Democrat. Uh, let's move on to the employment, uh, also the economy slash tax uh area we have for this uh in terms of the in terms of income per capita uh arizona ranks a little bit low well definitely they're below the national average uh, at twenty-seven thousand nine hundred and sixty-four. it's important to know that the national national average for income per capita is thirty one thousand seven hundred and seventy seven the medium uh, income household uh, the medium household income here in arizona is fifty three thousand five hundred and ten bucks so again uh so not uh, not near the national average, a little bit below that. They also have an extremely high uh, unemployment rate as well at 5.8%. So I believe this is like the third highest, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Arizona actually ranks pretty bad in crime too. Uh, it ranks 42nd uh, in terms of, you know, how much crime goes down there they have a uh they have a violent crime rate of a of 508 crimes per 100,000 people and they also have a property rate of 29.1 of course the national average is 24 so again a lot of crime here on the property level and there is some violent crimes there too not a whole lot of murder uh but i'm starting to see that when, when conservatives talk about crime, they only talk about what goes on in the black and Latino community, a.k.a. drug dealing and uh, possible homicide. Uh, they fail to mention property crime. They fail to mention theft. And they also, in the case of Alaska, they don't talk about rape. So we'll get to the Alaska in just a second because Alaska is, a sh is, is just as much of a hellhole. And some of those cities are just as much of a hellhole or a shithole as Baltimore could ever be. But these white people... Well, not necessarily white people, but these conservatives, these Republicans, I won't tell you this, but I will. I will. In terms of education, Arizona does not really rank well here as well. Uh, I, saw, I saw a pattern here where uh, test scores would actually drop from elementary uh, to uh, high school. For example, uh, students would, would score about 44% uh, in, in third grade English, and they would score about 27% come their junior year, and that's just in the English testing. In terms of math testing, they would finish about, they would actually uh, be tested at around 48% in the third grade, but would drop all the way down to 37% in their junior year. So that, that leads me to believe that the high schools in Arizona suck is my opinion teacher to student ratio is also very high at 24 to 1 come on now come on now and also the state of arizona has a 79 and a half percent graduation rate and it's important to keep in mind that the national average for graduation is 84 percent so uh what i'm seeing here from arizona is yeah okay you have you can blame i mean because of course this is what one side is going to blame one side is going to blame liberals one side is going to blame conservatives here is an example where you see both of those uh operating uh in their state government as well as their federal government uh, in terms of their representatives however you still see high unemployment uh unemployment a poverty rate of 16 percent uh very high crime and uh poor school so again same pattern and again you'll hear this said all the, all day long about 
cities like Los Angeles, cities like Oakland, California, uh, cities like Chicago that are all Democrat run. Last week, I broke down these Republican cities. This time, I'm breaking down these states. Do you really see a difference in what's going on? No. Do you? You don't. You don't. Uh, let's let's move on to my number seven state. It just keeps going. We're going to go to Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma has a population of over three million people, almost uh, four million. Uh, but, of course, they are ran by Republican Governor Kevin uh, Stith and also Lieutenant Governor, of course, Matt Pinnell. Oklahoma has two Republican representatives in the state and four Republicans serving them in the courses of the federal Congress as well. In both major counties, Roger and Oklahoma, Rogers and Oklahoma, which we talked about last week, that represent Tulsa and, of course, Oklahoma City, uh, the majority of registered voters are Republican. Now, 40% of voters, uh, I'm sorry, 40% of registered uh, voters in the state are Republican as well. And of course, Oklahoma runs on the constitutional republic similar to our own federal government. So there you go. Now, in terms of employment and, of course, the economy, uh, the medium household income is uh, ranked well is ranked at 44 for Oklahoma. They bring home about fifty thousand and fifty fifty thousand fifty one dollars a year, and also the income per capita is thirty two thousand two hundred and ten dollars. However, it is the fastest growing uh, income per capita in the nation. Now the unemployment rate here is five percent, which is crazy because uh, Oklahoma relies so much in terms of the industry uh, jobs such as uh, you know in, in the energy industry, of course fuel. Of course, oil, there's big oil uh, operations out there, refineries. So it's very hard for me to, find, to, to, to really fathom that their unemployment rate is hitting 5%. I would think that they have a whole, lot of, a whole lot of different jobs out there. However, crime is significantly high here as well. We did talk about this when we broke down the two cities uh, last week, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Uh, but the property crime rate in the state in general is very high at 28.76. And you have a one in 32 chance of being a victim of property crime. So, and of course, as a as a whole, uh, 40 uh, sorry, the state of Oklahoma ranks at 41st in terms of crime, and so on and so forth. Let's break down the schools here. Uh, schools average about 35% in all test scores, uh, and only about 24% of the people in that state have a college degree. In terms of health care, Oklahoma ranks 47th uh, in overall health care. And they also rank uh, 48th and 46th in terms of healthcare access and quality, uh, access and quality. In terms of their public health, they also rank near the bottom at 45th as well. So people are not healthy; they're not living right. Uh, they have a 13.8% uh, of Oklahomans are uninsured, so they don't even they can't even take care of themselves if something were to happen. And the obesity rate here is 36.5%. So something's gonna happen to a lot of these people at some point, and they cannot take care of themselves uh there's a large unemployment rate and again crime is high too the poverty level in oklahoma is 16.2 percent talk about a hellhole but guess what we're not even done y'all we're just at to our number six city let's take a stop in ohio with a population of over 11 million people i'm gonna say it like this 
I'm gonna say just like it should, I'm just gonna say it just off top. Now, Ohio is very interesting because Ohio in itself is you can say it's a swing state throughout the board. Everything is pretty much balanced in terms of well, I wouldn't say balanced or in terms of ratios between who's there, but what I'm saying is they have a decent uh, number of representatives from both parties uh, to an extent. Uh, in terms of their governor, of course, is Republican Mike DeWine. They also got some senators, uh, one being a Democrat, Sharon Brown. They also got Republican Rob uh, Portman. In terms of uh, Congress, though, it is a little bit outnumbered there. Uh, uh, they do have uh, 12 Republicans sitting in that state Congress and also four Democrats. Uh, there are 1.3 registered uh, registered million voters that are Democrat in that state, but 1.9 million are Republicans. Uh, oh, excuse me, and that is uh, in terms of that Congress and those senators that was on the federal level. Excuse me, uh, the Republicans do hold a majority of 24 to 9 in the state Senate and 61 to 8. In the, uh, excuse me, in the state uh, House of Representatives. Uh, now, two of the biggest cities, though, in Ohio, Cincinnati, and of course Cleveland, are Democrat. They're ran by pretty much a city council that's with a Democrat, and also their mayors are both Democratic. They both uh, always seem to have been uh, leaning liberal. So the two major cities, though, are liberal, but as a whole, you could say as a state republic, uh, sorry, Ohio. Uh, leans a little bit to the right. Now, Ohio does have a history of uh, voter suppression. Uh, now, uh, they were sued uh, sued for violating the National uh, Voter Registration Act of 1993, and Ohio state law has manded, uh, mandated uh, that regist uh, registrations of infrequent voters ha uh, to be purged. I mean, they're, 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 their records are no longer there. They have to re-register, or they're not allowed to vote, of course. Now, since 2001, uh, sorry, since 2011, 2.1 million voters have lost their uh, basically have lost their registration uh, let's move on to the economy here oh, uh, sorry uh, Ohio has a 36 strongest economy in the nation and they have a medium income uh, medium household income of just over 54,000 bucks and their income per capita is 34,000 874. Now, unemployment in this state is also at 5%, and the job growth is at 0.6. The national average in terms of job growth is 1.2. So, again, not a lot of jobs are coming in, and of course, people don't have jobs. The poverty rate in this state is also at 15%, and the minimum wage is just $8.55 an hour. That's trash. You say what you want. Again, 16 bucks or 15 bucks minimum wage in California ain't really nothing either. So there you go. In terms of healthcare, Ohio ranks 35th in over uh, 50. Uh, sorry, 35th in that. They also rank, but they do rank 20th in healthcare access, uh, mostly because of I believe they do have a really good hospital uh, system going in Cleveland and some of the bigger cities. But they do rank in uh, 32nd in healthcare quality and also 41st in public health. In terms of education, uh, Ohio does rank around 31st uh, in education. They rank 38th in higher education. I don't know how that works. So they do have a prestigious university in Ohio State. Maybe again, that's not really like a really, you know, big time university in terms of, you know, how it ranks against all the other ones. Uh, but uh, after graduation, students end up in $30,000 of debt, at least in, uh, at least in terms of graduating college. And the national average in terms of that is just 28650 So when you graduate school in Ohio, you're going to probably be broke. 
Uh, let's break down the pollution in the natural environment of this place. Uh, Ohio has 250 days without uh, with unhealthy air quality. The national average is just 227. Of course, there's still a lot of days as well. And they do pump out uh, two, over 2,000 pounds of toxins in the air a day as over the national average of just over 1,000 pounds. So uh, they pump out a lot of uh, toxins, a lot of chem out, and that's from their manufacturing, of course, all their chemical plants. Uh, of course, this is a state that had tremendous uh, environmental issues back in the day. This is the this is the the same state that had a, a whole river catch on fire. Like nothing in the river. Of course, let me let me. Um, I feel like I should tell this to people. There's a Cuyahoga River, Cuyahoga River out there in Cleveland. I heard this this story myself plenty of times. I don't know how the hell this happened. The water in in the in the in the river caught on fire and it was burning. I don't know how that worked. Pollution, pollution, pollution. Again, that's what you get. Ohio's polluted. They only have good health care. I really didn't even get into the crime in this place as well, but just know that it's there. And uh, the schools are not really that good, and you're not taking home a really good paycheck. Let's move on to Alaska. Uh, Alaska has uh, the smallest population of anywhere I'm going to be talking about, uh, with a population of just over 700,000. Of course, this is a Republican-ran state, uh, but there are also Democrats involved, too. Uh, they have they have elected a Republican governor though every year since 2002. Currently, they have Mike Dunleavy serving uh, at Dunleavy serving at the moment. Uh, however, Democrats do control the state House of representatives, but the Republicans have two. Uh, the Republicans have two of them serving. Oh, there's two Republicans serving in the U.S. Senate, and they also have uh, control over the U.S. House representatives as well, and that being the Republicans. Now, Alaska is one of the first states uh, to rec uh, to actually legalize marijuana, though, back in 2015. One of the first three, that being Washington, uh, I want to say, yeah, Washington, Colorado, and Alaska. So again, it's a it's a conservative state, um, but there's some there's some balance there to an extent. There you go. Uh, let's break down the economy and all that going on and uh, the employment going on in Alaska right now. Uh, Alaska does rank eighth in medium income household uh, at 73,181. That is an income per capita of about 40, a little bit over 40,000. Uh, they have a lot of uh, jobs taking place in oil refineries, a lot of, well, not so much manufacturing, but their whole thing is oil, um, fishing, shipping to an extent. So again, they do the jobs there do pay well, but they rank 48th in overall the overall economy with negative uh, 0.3 job growth. Nobody's going to can uh, nobody's going out there to Alaska. Excuse me, nobody wants to deal with that cold. That's what I'm getting. Alaska does rank uh, 47 in employment despite having the fifth largest percentage of, of millionaires in the U.S. How does this work? I don't know the distribution of wealth. I don't know. Does it even exist? Does it matter to those people? Maybe it doesn't. The state is just uh, one of two that the other being New Hampshire to not have a personal uh, personal state income tax, uh, but the state sales tax uh, and a state sales tax. Excuse me. However, local sales tax uh, taxes can range from three to seven and a half percent. 
Alaska also taxes raw fish, lodging, uh, sorry, severance pay and, and severance pay, gambling, tires, and also food transfers, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Now, of Alaska is tax friendly towards businesses. It's one of the most tax friendly states in terms of businesses. Uh, Fairbanks and Fairbanks, a city out there in Alaska, does have the high, one of the highest property uh, rates in the state uh, at 20.77 percent. How does that work? Uh, one factor that you're going to have to know, don't go there without a job. If you were making that decision to move out, I don't know how many of you would. Y'all be crazy. But the state has an unemployment rate of over 6%, which is the highest in the country. Remember I told you about that zero, negative 0 0.3 job growth? There you go. Nothing. Um, let's talk about education in Alaska. Now, Alaska educa Alaska's education system ranks 47th in the nation, and they also rank at 40. Uh, they also rank at 47 in terms of pre-K through 12, uh, you know, studies. Now, currently, it does not have an accredited law or medical school. There you go. I mean, they, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say. Now, lower high, uh, sorry, uh, high school test scores uh, do get lower in this state as well. Uh, they they rank about at thirty three. Test about a, at about thirty three percent in English, twenty four percent in math, and forty three point eight children in this uh, in the school systems here in Alaska are economically disadvantaged. Basically, they're in poverty, and uh, only seventy six percent seventy six percent seventy six percent students excuse me actually even graduate from high school uh but that makes sense because they all end up working those blue collar jobs you know working the oil fields for long hours you don't, even, you don't need a high school education to do that no disrespect that's just what they do they don't really care about that it's not their that's not their issue they're getting paid pretty good so uh now we're gonna break down crime and this one is gonna this is a very interesting some interesting stats for me as well now, Alaska has the highest rates of, of domestic abuse in the nation. This is, of course, linked to alcohol abuse. Well, I'm not surprised about that. What else would you do in Alaska other than drink and then go hunt moose? Uh, now, Alaska also has the highest rates of rape and sexual assault in the nation. And mind you, the average age of these assault victims is 16 years old. In four of five of these cases, the suspects were relatives, friends, or acquaintances. Ladies, this happens everywhere. If this, I mean, it's if somebody touches you, don't tell your boyfriend. Go straight to the police. If it's somebody you know, they can lock them up 24-7. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's all I'm going to tell you. Just go straight to the police. Don't tell nobody else. All you got to do is say, it was this dude that I know and clap. Bam. That's it. What are you going to tell them? Well, I mean... Y'all scared to turn in people y'all. I would never be scared to turn in somebody I know. Don't matter. Sorry. Just bringing it in. Uh, there were 6,133 violent crimes this year. 863 rapes. 4,257 assaults. There's also 60 murders uh, in that state so far this year. That's just nine less than Oakland, California. Put that into perspective. Now, this is a little bit more people in the whole state of Alaska than the city of Oakland, of course, but we already know Oakland's role in the national paradigm of what they talk about in terms of crime. For Alaska just to have nine less murders, they getting capped out there in Whiteville too. And I wanted to say that because guess what? Again, remember the earlier back during Trump's original, well, during Trump's campaign during the first couple of years of his, you know, term, 
and you wanted to bring up Mexicans and bring up how they were rapists. Well, Alaska is a popul as a state with a population that's ninety five percent white. So who do you think is doing the raping there? Is it the illegal immigrants? Is it the black people? Hmm. Again, I'm not here to to be to say racial thing or to be necessarily racial. I'm just pointing out the facts and I'm trying to let people think uh, think of things from a different light. Again, we had a president that came in here basing his whole at least his whole stance against immigration based on crime and murder and all that. But if you look at the crime in this state, it's done majority by Caucasian. The crime rate is at nine percent. The national average, of course, uh, sorry, is at the crime rate is at nine percent. The national average is four. The property crime rate here in Alaska is thirty-five point forty-two. The national average is again twenty-four. Nine hundred and fifty-one robberies and seven uh, seventeen thousand uh, seven hundred uh, seventeen thousand seven hundred and seventy-five thefts. Okay, there's a one in twenty-three chance of being subject to a property crime here. In Alaska don't go there next up we have at number four uh, West Virginia now West Virginia has a population of just over a million people of course they have a Republican uh, governor as well Jim Justice the state house and the state Senate both uh, have a Republican majority and all house reps are Republican but they do have one Democratic a Democratic senator serving on the federal level that is Joe Manchin okay and um, now here's a fun fact they did have one Rockefeller. They had John D. Rockefeller IV serve as a state representative from 1987 to uh, 2015. For those of you who might not know who the Rockefellers are, pretty much one of the richest families out there. Uh, John D. Rockefeller, I believe it would probably be his granddaddy or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, was pretty much the, the patriarch of that family. He got them all set up. John, the, John D. Rockefeller IV, of course, is a descendant from all that. But he served as a, as a state representative. I didn't even know that they were into politics. I just thought they were just rich white folk. They just, you know, did stuff with their money or used their money to influence people. I didn't know they were actually involved in the politics as well. Uh, now, on the state level, the Dems did control... Um, at least West Virginia on the state level between the, the Great Depression and 2000. This is very important because since 2000, it's been Republican. So every everything that you see here is again, this has all been Republicans when they've been when they've been in control. So again, they try to say that they do a better than Democrats. They really? I don't know. West Virginia ranks 51st, uh, 51st in terms of economy uh, with a, a medium household income of 43469 The income per capita is 24774 They are 47th in job growth with 0.1. Of course, we talked about the national average uh, at least being, I think it was 1%. The poverty rate in this state is 19%. The minimum wage here is eight twenty five, eight twenty five an hour, uh, and again, um, that's that's just how it is. Uh, there's a, and they, oh, and the unemployment rate is a solid five percent. Now a lot of this is doing because uh, the state of West Virginia has always been a natural mineral mining capital, at least until I would say probably the 70s, really the 80s. Uh, we saw it take a dip after the 90s, and of course these day and age when everybody's moving to other. Uh, other you know realms of energy and also i believe the supplies and the, and the supplies and all that the supply in that state kind of went down especially in coal uh so uh, the coal mining industry was one of the biggest in west virginia of course and that production went down 
40 percent and uh in 2013 they, they actually lost 5,000 jobs uh over 5,000 jobs in just one year so uh it's been they've been on a bad road in terms of unemployment and in terms of uh maintaining and, and job growth really they don't attract a lot of new corporations there or anything like that uh now 40 uh the state is actually 48th in healthcare quality uh with 5751 preventable hospital admissions and we have a population that is 38% obese and they are also 50% in public health so again you're not getting good quality healthcare you probably can't afford it you don't have insurance in this state and again, the state is another state that has very difficult obesity issues. What can you do? Uh, in terms of education, West Virginia Waste uh, ranks at 44th, uh, and they also rank at 42nd in pre-K to 12, 12th grade education system. And they also have a 45th, they also 45th in higher education. And uh, they, but they do have a 90% graduation rate. How does that work? I don't know. However, 19% of the population has actually graduated college and currently just 4.7 are currently in college. So not a lot of people that go to college and they certainly don't go on to finish it. Again, this was a state that really relied upon industries and factory industries, uh, more notably coal mining. And it didn't work out for them. So unfortunately, that's where you're at. Let's move on to number three. Uh, we have Alabama here. They have a population of just over four, actually uh, well over four million. Uh, of course, they have a Republican government as well. They are headed by Miss Kay Ivey. And on both levels, the state and the Senate, uh, sorry, the Senate and the House representatives are Republican on the state level. And there is one Democrat unit, U.S. Senator representing Alabama. And there is one Democratic, Democratic congressman representing Alabama on the federal level. Now, if you want to know where Alabama stands, I'm going to remind you, especially all my female listeners, that this is the state where Kay Ivey, who's a woman, signed off on the very, um, one of the strictest, strictest uh, anti-abortion bills out there. Mind you, I just want to keep putting your name, putting her name out there just to remind you guys, this is not a man versus woman thing. Uh, the woman, the woman. She's the governor of the state. She signed off on taking away your rights to abortion in Alabama. A woman did that. Now you could say the man, you could you could blame the man for writing it, for putting it together, for thinking about it, maybe. But that woman governor, she put her name on that. Y'all remember that. Now in terms of economy, taxes and taxes and employment, Alabama ranks 47th in terms of income with a medium household income of 48,123 bucks and a income per capita of $22,984. Alabama does not have a state minimum wage, but follows the federal minimum wage of $7.25. And in 2016, just to let you know where they stand, with you, with the common man, in 2016, a law was bad, was passed that banned cities and their you know their current areas and all the counties from raising their minimum wage so for example uh back in 2010 the city of i believe it was birmingham wanted to raise their personal for the city they wanted to raise their they wanted to raise their minimum wage to 10 bucks an hour and they did that in 2010 i believe it was 2010 uh, around that time but again that new law that came out in 2016 that seized all that so they had to go back down to the federal the federal minimum wage that's how they feel about the working class there in alabama just letting you know just letting you know the unemployment rate here is six percent and the poverty level is eight 
18%. In terms of taxes, they have a 2, 4, and a 5% income tax uh, type deal. Uh, income yeah, income tax sort of deal, but the sales tax is at uh, at the sales tax is at four percent, ten percent in Mobile, Alabama, and that does go up to eleven percent if you dine at a restaurant. That's just the way it is. That's how they do you. Uh, taxes account for fifty-one percent of Alabama, the state of Alabama's income, and Alabama has the highest taxes on poor working families in the country. They don't give a fuck about y'all. Well, they don't give a fuck about us in general. I'm part, I'm a worker, so they don't give a fuck about y'all. I thought it was just the Democrats that, that charge you. Oh, this is what I figured out. This is my, this is my thesis about taxes and, and why they throw that out there. I'm going to, pro- this is my guess. And this is based on things that I've learned. I've seen a pattern where, okay, and it kind of, and I guess it kind of fits in the Republican notion of why these companies might leave. The Democrats, in my, from what I've understood and what I've seen them do, is they'll tax the businesses healthy. That might force a corporation or a, 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 or a company to might want to leave a certain state or a certain city like California. They have high corporate taxes. Does not really compute with a corporation because, again, they just are about profit. So, of course, they'll go to Alabama. They'll, of course, go to whatever state does not tax them. But guess what? See what Alabama does. What state? What a state like Alabama does is, oh, see they don't see this is they get fifty one percent of their taxes. I mean, fifty one percent of their income from their taxes. Oh, who do you think a state like Alabama is taxing? You and I, the worker, the working class. See the thing about it is, the Republicans think they oh we're we're business friendly. We're gonna have these all these companies. Well, you're gonna have the companies and the corporations coming to your coming to your state. And I'll give you that. Yeah, it's providing jobs, but but albeit a low-paying one. The Alabama minimum wage is $7.25. So they want you to work a low-paying job. They've, they've made legislation, at least in this state, that bars you from being able to get a higher minimum wage at one point. And they tax you significantly higher than anywhere else in this country, pretty much. Especially if you're poor. That's what the Republicans do. The Democrats might tax tax a business high. They might, you know, have a have a gas tax. But again, sales taxes, taxes on the poor, working. That's Republican. Sorry, sorry. I they gotta get it somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about crime in Alabama. Alabama has a violent crime rate of 524 uh, crimes per every 100,000 person for 100, every 100k people. Of course, the national average is 394, above the national average. Now, the property crime uh, rate is 29.57, and you also got a very high juvenile uh, detention rate. Every 110 youngsters is getting locked up per 100,000 in Alabama. So again, just like in Missouri, they're starting them young, and they're gonna be part of that system for life. That's how they do you. I'm telling you, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go to Alabama. I wouldn't do it. Let's talk about number two, Mississippi. Now, Mississippi has a population of almost three million. Of course, all Republican state government. Uh, Mississippi legislature legislature is Republican controlled. The governor is, of course, a Republican, Phil Bryant. Both U.S. senators are Republican, and the state. Uh, I'm sorry, the state House of representatives and the, and there's. I'm sorry. Um, 
the U.S. senators and the state of House of Representatives are both Republican controlled on the federal level. And there's only one Democratic congressman, Kenny Thompson. Now, of course, we already know Mississippi is conservative, conservative as hell. Um, we already know what they did to black folks during the 50s and civil rights. Uh, Mississippi also banned gay marriage until the federal till a federal ban on such laws uh, was passed in 2015. And they also do not do sanctuary cities. Um, and of course, we already know about, you know, how they disenfranchised blacks and kept them from voting all the way up until 1965. So, again, very racist, very just prejudiced state. Let's talk about the economy. Mississippi has a medium household income of $43,529 and has one of the lowest incomes per capita uh, at under $24,000. Currently, they have the seventh highest unemployment rate at 4.7%, and the state has the second, uh, sorry, the third worst economy in the nation with a poverty level is of, with, a, with a poverty level of 21 and a half. Income tax uh, income taxes range from three to five percent. And the resale sales tax is about 7%. Add 2.25% if you live in the city of Tupelo. So you're almost paying 9 extra percent on your dollar for everything that you pay for. Or, or, or you know, you're spending on, you know, 9% in taxes out there. There you go. Because of education, uh, Mississippi ranks 46th and also 45th in pre-K through tw uh, 12th grade education with a high school graduation rate of 82.3%, which is kind of near the average, but only seven, uh, but also 75% of these children almost are financially disadvantaged because, of course, their parents are living in poverty. In terms of health, Missouri ranks, I'm uh, sorry, not Missouri, but Mississippi ranks at 50 in overall health care, 50th in access and quality, and also 48th in public health cannot afford health care if they do not they do not provide good health care that's all you gotta that's all you gotta know 18.3 percent uh, of adults are living without insurance and there are 6,242 per 100,000 preventable hospital admissions here in Mississippi and also the obesity rate is damn near at 40 at 37.3 percent okay so Mississippi is racist let's go let's go over again Mississippi is racist, Mississippi is sexist, all types of isis, they are discriminatory, and they're going to keep you broke, and they're not going to educate you, it ain't worth it. Finally, we're going to wrap this all up for tonight, we're going to go down to the worst state, it's actually, this is actually considered to be not only the worst, this is not only the worst conservative slash Republican state on this list, this is actually the worst state in America according to U.S. News. And their in their ranking of best and worst states, here comes the worst one, Louisiana, coming in at over four and a half million people. Beautiful state. It's well, it's beautiful in terms of natural beauty, but you go to some of them parts of New Orleans, nah, brother. Mm -mm. Nah, brother. Uh, they do have a Democratic uh, governor though, John Bell Edwards, but the lieutenant governor is surprisingly a Republican, Billy uh, Mungesser. Now, in terms of the state legislature, that is all Republican controlled. And Louisiana has two Republican state senators uh, representing them in Washington, including Bill Cassidy. And Louisiana has five Republican congressmen and all. Uh, just, yeah, five Republican congressmen currently serving in Washington right now. And in terms of let's talk about their in their economy real quick and their employment a little bit. Louisiana ranks 48th in income. Uh, with a medium 
income level of forty nine thousand nine hundred and seventy three. Uh, that is their medium household income. And they also have an unemployment rate of five point three percent. And the job growth is at negative zero point two percent. And of course, the poverty rate is super high in Louisiana at twenty percent, one of the highest in the nation. Now, in terms of education, Louisiana also ranks near the bottom in this as well. They rank 48th in overall education, 46th in pre-K through 12th grade education, and also 49th in higher education. And I was really confused about how that could be. And they have so many, so many, well, what I thought was prestigious universities out there, but they really weren't. LSU and Baton Rouge ranks at number 153 in the nation. Uh, their highest ranking university was Tulane out there in New Orleans. They have a pretty num pretty good number of uh, significantly higher ranking schools, but they usually tend to be on a regional level. There you go. Uh, now, the national average in terms of graduation rate is 84%. Louisiana is only uh, getting about 78% of their kids to go through high school. And, of course, there's a high uh, number of students and living in poverty at the moment in that state, 62.7 to be exact. Let's talk about the health care there. Louisiana ranks 45th in overall health care with 27th and there are 27th in access, 40th in quality, and 44th in public health. And they have 6,343 preventable hospital admissions per 100,000 people. So a lot of people are going into hospitals that cannot afford health care cannot find health care they're not getting paid no money that's the way it goes they ain't got no education so they can't get no more money it's a trap the republicans have trapped you sorry i'm just saying in terms of crime louisiana ranks at 49th in corrections and also 48th in public safety there are currently 70, 760 residents per every 100,000 uh, that are incarcerated for those of you who know, Louisiana got some really wicked laws, especially in terms of marijuana possession and a lot of different stuff. And believe me, it's some racism there, too. It's definitely racist. And uh, they also have a very large youth incarceration rate, rate at uh, 130 per 100,000 kids. So there you go. And they do have a very high violent crime rate, though. They get 557 violent crimes per every 100,000. And uh, Louisiana has an annual murder rate of 13.6. So it goes down there, too. So don't don't get caught slipping. Um, I, I, I wouldn't even want to deal with Louisiana unless you had some money. I Honestly, I wouldn't even want to live in any of these states if I, unless I had some real type of money. I wouldn't even want to try it. I think the only state that I could look at it would, it would be probably Arizona because I, I just like deserts. That's just me. I'm a weirdo like that. Uh, and maybe Missouri. Missouri is probably the safest one to an extent. Uh, the schools aren't as bad. They pay a lot better uh, than every state on this state except for Alaska. But ain't nobody trying to fuck with Alaska. Don't 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 ever go to Alaska. Don't do it. Unless it's the visit. Now I can imagine. I've seen pictures of Alaska. I've seen videos of all that. It looks beautiful as hell. I would I would always I would be down to visit. But I don't think I could live. I never would live in Alaska. It's way too cold. Ain't enough of diversity. It's not diverse enough for me. 
So um, let me know what you guys think about this list. I really had fun coming up with this. Uh, this took a lot of effort, uh, and and um, but it was fun. It was worth it. I felt like I learned a lot, and hopefully I taught you guys some stuff as well. Uh, I'm gonna call it a wrap for tonight. This is taking me a while to get through, uh, but tomorrow I will be back. Of course, we will be having part six of my Golden State issue, uh, the history of uh, the history of immigration in California. We will be going through that. Uh, we will be starting with the 20th century. Uh, um, right at right at the turn of the century 1900 and above uh, we're actually going to be starting off with a refresher on some Mexican immigration in California as well so we're going to talk a little bit about that um, in terms of my sports update of course we'll be saving that for Monday I'll be going over the top 25 college football action over the weekend a lot of games that went on today uh, my Ducks got it done I love it and um, it was a, it was a long it was a long weekend. We also got some baseball stuff to go over as well. Uh, but um, if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my uh, email on my Gmail uh, at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Also the Facebook and the Instagram as well at ljamaljohnny. Uh, once again, that's spelled ljamaljohnny. E l j a m a h a d j a n i. Once again, that is e l j a m a h a d j a n i uh once again this is your man l jamal and again you've been listening to never out of bounds i'm signing out for tonight i'll see you guys well you'll hear from me tomorrow peace out one love and i'll holla at you later